Welcome to the Take 5 podcast series from Fortinet. You give us a few minutes and we'll provide five cybersecurity tips and best practices for today's technology leaders. This podcast series taps into the experience from the Fortinet Field CISO team, focusing on lessons learned in 2020 and insights for the year ahead across key industries. I'm your host, Jim Richberg, CISO for Fortinet's public sector practice. And today we're talking with Rick Peters, Fortinet CISO in North America for our operational technology or OT practice. And he's talking about lessons learned from 2020 and new approaches in the year ahead for operational technology. Welcome, Rick. Hey, great to be here, Jim. So let's jump right in. Looking back at 2020, what is one major lesson? in terms of securing organizations with operational technology like manufacturing, power utilities, I'm going to add water, and oil and gas that CISOs should take away? Well, that's a big question for operational technology. And I think we'll start by just suggesting that, you know, with all the innovation and the speed and adoption of of technology as a result of uh, the pandemic was certainly crept onto the radar very strongly by Q1, uh, we realized that even in OT, that readiness to adopt and make changes, and then the recognition of the adversary's propensity to want to disrupt, right? It amplified their opportunity to disrupt business and to seek to do and, and, and accelerate some of their campaigns, which were already evidenced in the year prior to that. So I think uh, that was probably one of the, the, the big focal points. You know, operational technology was already considered a target for bad actors. And then the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic just uh, opened kind of Pandora's box, right, for the exploitation of opportunities. And cyber criminals, you know, they don't operate with a code of ethics, right? They're always about taking advantage of these opportunities. And many organizations were simply unprepared for the challenges and, and the increase in cyber threat. And so we were already wrestling with convergence uh, with the connectivity uh, and the digital transformation many organizations face. And that was cross-cutting, right? Uh, you talked about energy and utilities, include wastewater, of course, uh, manufacturing, uh, transportation, and all the verticals there. So you're talking about the airlines, shipping, uh, the rail traffic, uh, and all of the, the, the shipping uh, and logistics behind many of the industries that have been providing and amplifying their services, just delivering product to your doorstep right, and the digital value chains that are impacted by that. So, you know, there was a lot of need to pivot quickly and adopt security solutions that would defend these unique uh, critical infrastructures from attack. And it's a learning process, you know, that you don't have to look past charts that, that demonstrate and point out uh, all of the case studies from this last year, and it continues even of, of late, right? We understand that, um, you know, from nation states, which tend to target the larger uh, uh, surfaces, to even the municipalities, nobody got nobody gets a free pass, and they all make headlines. And the only caution I always put up is, you know, make sure you investigate and understand all of the facts related to these instances before you uh, believe you have a way forward. Because sometimes it's truly understanding uh, not just the readiness but the state of cybersecurity maturity for a particular organization. And then you can start to roll up your sleeves and get busy helping to solve the problem. 
It, it sounds like it's a very, very complicated problem, Rick, because you've got a, a, a plethora of industries. Uh, you want to, as you said, you want to get to ground truth on what happened as well as your options for solution. And it sounds like it's, it is varied even within each sector. We're, we're doing this recording um, in the same week that the Florida water treatment attack happened. And I'm reminded of what a former colleague of mine at DHS said when her staff said, you know, there are over 56,000 um, utilities in the U.S. that have water treatment. They differ in size, manufacture. Um, when you've seen one, you've seen one. I mean, you're dealing with a very heterogeneous environment. That's got to be really challenging. So let's let's look at what comes next. In, in terms of priorities for 2021, what are one or two priorities that should be top of mind for any CISO in terms of operational technology? Uh, as, you know, the attention is really divided today. And just a final point, which ties back to what you were just talking about. Um, you know, all, all these challenges uh, really depend on the situational readiness of the particular customer. And I, you know, I've already been asked to comment on, you know, what's occurred here recently in, in that municipality for, for water treatment. And I, my, my natural uh, instinct is to say, I need to know a whole lot more. And I don't think that's that's unique when we start to think ahead and, and try and prioritize what we want to accomplish in 2021 and belong and beyond that. So let's say, I'd start with by saying, hey, let, technology convergence is here to stay. It's cross-cutting. We know that, we've seen that. Uh, you know, I have a chance to work with leaders uh, across all the subsectors of operational technology. And I would say for the most part, which what we really need is a proportional response. Um, you know, the decision was made leading into 2020 already uh, to share data, to acquire data from sensors, uh, really a, a, a decision driven by the need for business efficiency, being able to pivot your businesses and being able to uh, accomplish things faster and, and be actually delivering the services or the products to the customer in a way that uh, you know, sets you apart from your from your competition, and that sounds great. But if you're not then proportionally investing in how you protect the cyber physical assets, uh, it it leaves you in a situation where you've got a very exposed uh, uh, target. And I and I'll I'll use the term target to describe the entire enterprise. Right? We we can use all kinds of models and reference architectures to illustrate what does our a connection between the operational technology and the IT system look like. We can call it a DMZ and, and be clever. But the reality is, as you look at all of the layers of what's being done and the information that's being transacted, it's a complex problem. But, you know, we can distill it down to some cybersecurity best practices that allow us then to take it from uh, a tactical series of decisions to an intelligent strategic journey that allows you to really understand where to invest best uh, and what to target first. And that's a personal thing, right? You need to know yourself best first, know your pain points. And I would say, if you were gonna think about three dimensions of how to, how to proceed and mitigate risk, understand that it's not just a technology problem, right? There's, there's the element of, of your workforce. And I'm starting to hear that, that, that talked about a whole lot more. You know, taking, and your workforce from the perspective of being a liability to, to an asset. And that's through education, right? And there's lots of really great things going on right now that uh, 
that are turnkey, uh, competitive, uh, getting workforce on board. One, understand the value they bring by being an asset. And two, you know, almost making it competitive, which, of course, that, that uh, gets uh, juices flowing, too. And, and I think everybody wants to do the right thing uh, deep down. And so that's an important component. Uh, understanding business processes and the relevance and the connectivity of those, equally important. You know, understanding behaviorally what's going on inside of our environment today is very important. I, I, I like to think it's not just protecting at the edge. It's understanding what's going on internally. And as we've done surveys with OT customers, one of the things that's very obvious is the percentage of systems that have been breached already is typically 60% and above. Those are big numbers, but they illustrate success, success based on an attitude by, by the bad actor to get on target and accomplish a variety of effects. We'll talk about that in a bit. And then, but the last piece, of course, then is technology. You know, how do we adopt and put in, into place intelligent ways to get ahead of their adversary? I almost get to the point of saying, how do we outmaneuver the adversary? And it starts with making sure that, you know, you have the levels of visibility and you start to think about control and maybe ways to do behavioral analysis. So that's that's kind of point one. And then the second one is addressing trust as it relates to supply chain. I think that's probably top of many minds today. The, the, the close of, of 2020 and the, and the broader campaign, many know that solar winds illustrated that, you know, cross-cutting in the, in the government and in the, in the private sector. So I think Many are asking today, how prepared am I and what and who do I trust? You know, there are so many dependencies in the operational technology business to accomplish business safely, securely. And when you understand that the bottom line for OT is safe and continuous business, that's absolute. Then it's really about understanding what is it that this adversary is trying to do to me and why are they targeting me? And yeah, you look at the charts out there that show the losses, you know, that obviously first it's, it's financial. They're, they're, uh, they're benefiting from the ability to get on target cheaply. In many cases, you know, the phishing campaigns have been successful, whether it's a ransomware uh, after effect, right, where you've got a, a hostage situation that, that can be costly or amplifying it and going it even further and, and disabling or crippling the environment for a period of time. You know, these levels of penetration you know, ultimately lead to something greater. And that's probably the theft of the intellectual property. I, I would say that's that's pr their primary edict in most of these e events. It's leading to something that you may not even be aware of. You're busy off worrying about one edge of, of this multi-thread campaign. In the meantime, your trade secrets, your crown jewels are being exfiltrated. And so I think that's very important as well. So Rick, you described a really complicated environment there. And a lot of challenges there. What are some of the unique challenges that CISOs in organizations with operational technology will face in securing their organizations in 2021? I mean, you've described something that's clearly yeah. not an easy job. It, it isn't an easy job, Jim. And, and, I, and I think um, one of the things we've tried to do at Fortinet is to, to focus on, on so the solutions as um, uh, a way to break the problem down. Uh, I love the ecosystem concept, which says, hey, let's let's build a solution that can be dependent on partnerships and how to grow and think about how you're situated today. Let's leverage what you've already done well. It's not a rip and replace because nobody can afford that. Certainly, um, 
costs today are, are, are top of mind and greater than ever before, right? And so there's the worry of, well, where do I spend and what do I get for that spend? So that's very important. So we have to be able to illustrate, hey, getting the most out of what you already have. So, you know, for example, if you've fielded next generation firewalls and switching, maybe there's a whole lot more we can get from what you already have. A great example of that in 2020, we were working with a customer who obviously needed to extend the work from home premise, right? Big surprise. Again, OT didn't get a pass. And we were able to work with that client to say, well, you already have the infrastructure. You just need to to set your next generation firewall to extend that privilege and 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 the number of contacts, and they were able to go up in two factors uh, uh, and multiply up to over a hundred clients uh, with the existing infrastructure they already had. So they achieved the privacy they were looking for, the, the security they needed, without having to spend anymore. That's huge, right? I mean, that's a game saver for a small business because they were faced with how are we going to wrestle with this problem, and then instant solution was you already have the solution right in hand. So I think that's important. Um, I'd also add that you start to think about uh, building automation. So smart cities, campuses, and buildings are, are going to also be top of mind as we move into further into 2021. So beware and be lo- on the lookout for more in that, that arena as well. So I, I certainly think you're onto something when you talk about performance and measurement. I mean, I I've used to say when I was in government, the biggest problem in cybersecurity was not technology. We have secure ways to do things. It wasn't even the workforce skills gap. It was our inability to measure cause and effect to say, okay, here's the problem. If I do this, this is the return on investment. If I don't do that, here's what happens. We were throwing darts at a dartboard or we're measuring what we can rather than what we should. So uh, I can certainly relate to the problems that you're describing for CISOs grappling with this in terms of OT. So let's talk about one of the the trendy terms that gets thrown out there, the edge. The edge has evolved in meaning throughout 2020. Uh, How has securing the various edges from IoT to the network, cloud, and even the home changed the reality CISOs face today in thinking about OT? Well, I think whether, regardless of whether you're thinking about IT or OT or both, you know, there's a dependence, right, on, on that connectivity. And the speed of technology and innovation is not going to slow down. We already know that, that, that a lot of what we, what we can kind of distill down when we think about the problem zone is understanding that much of what we're facing today was driven by, again, that, that notion of the desire for data as a commodity of interest. You take that and you say, oh, well, in the meantime, you know, I'm continuing to accelerate or amplify the, the edge the edge, and the number of devices out there that I'm connecting to. And I can look at all of the different subsectors of OT and what I realize is, wow, huge number of enabled devices, and I need to be able to scale and insist on earned trust. I think, you know, when, when we start to talk about uh, zero trust, I always say, let's talk about earned trust and sustained trust based on behavioral analysis. I think that is an enormous step, right? You know, Privately, most executives will identify that the insider threat is what keeps them up at night as a top priority. And I said, if you get to the point now where you're doing and you're thinking about security from the inside out, now you're turning, you're kind of turning the problem on its edge and thinking, well, perimeter security is really important, but I need to also know what's happening on the inside of my of my infrastructure. What are the decisions that are being made? I trust uh, all of my all of my counterparts. However, if, uh, if an access has occurred and a trusted counterpart has now been subverted and they don't even know it, 
Um, they look like an adversary because, you know, someone has taken advantage of that credential and there's all sorts of scenarios in that can play out. So I think, I think that's what ought to be top of mind. Yeah. I have a, a little contrarian position on the issue of insider threat um, in the sense that, again, a threat is something I want to invo- avoid. My insiders are usually my biggest asset in an organization. Yes, there are bad apples in any bushel of any size, but insider risk is usually a bigger problem. People who make mistakes because they're human beings, exactly. people who may not have the training or in some cases the tools. So don't assume your insiders are out to undermine the organization. Be prepared for it, but recognize they're your biggest asset. You've talked about this already. So final question, Rick. The convergence of security and networking is top of mind as networks expand and digital transformation continues. What is one key takeaway to keep in mind for CISOs as they plan for more convergence of security and networking in 2021? So, you know, I think as you consider investment to raise the bar in protecting uh, IT and OT assets, that you need to recognize that the adoption of cybersecurity best practices is a journey and not a tactical decision, a tactical movement. You know, gaining visibility, control, and situational awareness are all very, very important. But I think today, one of the things that's starting to gain more traction is this idea of actionable intelligence as an important part of understanding the pain points and being able to think in other dimensions. Uh, when I'm sitting down with a customer today or, or, or a leader, an executive, you know, I like, to t- I like to talk about three threads. Transparency, in other words, my ability to design security without adding latency, very important for the OT owner because speed and process and security and safety, you know, all knitted together. But if they lose any of those, you know, the, the losses mount quickly into the tens, hundreds of millions, even over a billion dollars uh, in some of the cases we've looked at over the last two years. Scalability, which ties back to what we were just talking about, very important. We understand the the, the growth in uh, industrial internet of things and IoT, you know, last count over 30 billion. So way outnumbers the population by, by at least a factor of five or six. That's going to continue to happen. And then speed is also really important. I think if you're designing your solution in, those capabilities that form your ecosystem need to be able to accomplish that process that from detection uh, to quarantine, analysis, response, recovery, all that has to happen at the speed of business. So that's really important. And so starting to then think about how do you underpin your environment with, a, with an ecosystem that's updated through intelligence feeds? That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for your insights, Rick. And Thank you to our listeners for joining us for this episode of Take 5. Visit our website, www.fortinet.com slash OT, for more information on securing industrial control environments with the Fortinet security fabric. In our next episode, we will discuss lessons learned from 2020 and new approaches in the year ahead for financial services. The Take 5 podcast series is brought to you by Fortinet, securing your digital innovation across the entire digital infrastructure, whether in networked, application, multi-cloud, or edge environments.